Hey, I'm Paul Stevenson, and this is This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast with big name interviews every Monday and one of these short episodes every day, Tuesday through Sunday. Thanks as always for hitting play. Now, pinch punch, first of the month, we're into October, and a look at what happened October 1st in rock history takes us to 2004, when the Lord Mayor of Melbourne officially opened ACDC Lane. Yes, the sign was erected in honour of the band, with the City of Melbourne later confirming that they had made extra copies of that sign in anticipation of fans stealing them. And speaking of fans, on this day in 1983, at the Cunard Hotel in London, the World David Bowie Convention was held. It was the largest collection of David Bowie merchandise ever assembled. And also on this day in 1988, Bon Jovi's album New Jersey hit the number one spot on the UK album chart. It was their fourth studio album, but the first of these to go to number one here in the UK. But for our main show, we remember an absolute icon who was laid to rest on this day in 1970. Yes, on this day in 1970, Jimi Hendrix was buried at the Greenwood Cemetery at the Dunlop Baptist Church in Seattle. Among the mourners that day were Miles Davis, Eric Burden, Johnny Winter and members of Derek and the Dominoes. Jimmy had died almost two weeks earlier at the Samarkand Hotel in London. Now, I spoke with uh, Jefferson Starship bass player Pete Sears, who was a close friend of Mitch Mitchell, who, of course, along with Noel Redding, made up the Jimi Hendrix experience. And Pete recalls the conversation he had with Mitch just after Jimmy died. And you mentioned Mitch there. You, you were friends with Mitch, weren't you, Mitch Mitchell? Yeah. Um, and you spoke to him not long after Jimmy passed, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I did for three days. And Mitch was pretty upset. They were very close. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he was telling me that the receiver to the phone was was lying on the floor, which I hadn't heard anybody else say that. But uh, And like he was in, in Mitch's mind, he said that you know, he was trying to get help when he was. Yeah. And and because uh, people, some people were sort of implying that he he. he he was ready to move on. He did did it on purpose, or Jimmy had somehow committed suicide, or something like that, which is farthest from the truth. So he said he said that Jimmy was uh, looking forward to the new album, and, and Mitch, and the, I think he, had a, he was using a different drummer, right? Cox, I think he was using on bass, and and he was going off in a new direction, but Mitch was going to be yeah. a part of that direction. And uh, so it really affected Mitch but heavily. I mean, I, I don't think he ever really completely recovered from because because he he lost his friend as as, as well. At times, yeah. Pete C is there. The full interview with Pete, where he talks about his time working on the first three Rod Stewart albums, uh, working with Grace Slick and Jefferson Starship, and so much more, can be found recently on episode seventy-one of Vintage Rock Pod. But that's it for October 1st. I'll be back tomorrow talking about the number one song in America on this day in 1982. But until then, take care.